0: Today, I want to talk to you about a time for joy, a time for joy. I want us to look at a few scriptures uh, regarding the Christmas story over in Luke chapter 2 and picking up in verse number 9. It says, and an angel of the Lord appeared to them, talking about the shepherds, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid, I bring you good news of great joy, that will be for all the people today in the town of David, a, a savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Notice what it says. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. I want you to understand that joy is for all people joy is not reserved for just a select few it's for all people joy is for red people and black people and yellow people and brown people joy is for republicans and democrats and independents joy is for those in the USA it's for those in China and and Africa and Indonesia and England it's for those over in Ireland joy is for everybody. Listen, joy is for you. Joy is for you. And some of you would say, well, pastor, I don't think, I don't think so. Joy, joy is not for me because you have to understand I'm a grouch. I'm just a grouch and I'm just, I'm just kind of one of those grouchy, moody, grumpy people. Matter of fact, pastor, you know what? I, I, I was just born mean and my whole family mean. You just know my family. If you knew my family, we're just mean people. My daddy was mean. My grandma was mean. My grandpa was mean. My mama was mean. My whole We're just mean people. Matter of fact, pastor, I'm pretty sure I was born with a mean gene. We're just mean people. Listen, 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 listen. Here's what I want you to know. Here's what I want you to know. Joy is available for you today. Look how grumpy you are, how mean you might be. Joy is available for you today. This week, this past week, my, my wife, she she stepped on her cell phone, and it broke. Not kind of broke. It broke, broke. I mean, it, it wouldn't work anymore. You couldn't talk. You couldn't text. You couldn't do anything with her cell phone. It literally broke and, and the good news about that was that we were already planning on getting her another cell phone we had, had our cell had this, she had had that cell phone for a while now so we were thinking about getting a new one anyway so it just kind of was good timing so it broke and so on Monday my my wife and I we went to the AT&T store and as we were in the AT&T store Tiffany talked to uh, the, the sales rep at AT&T phone store and she, she she told them what kind of phone that she wanted and the AT&T salesman told her, well, we don't have that phone in stock right now. It's on back order. I said, okay, okay. She asked, well, can I get uh, that phone at some other AT&T store somewhere in the metro area? And he proceeded to tell Tiffany, no, you can't get that phone anywhere in the metro area. That phone is out at every store. It's, it's on back order. We, we don't have that phone in stock. And I'm thinking, What? huh? That's like going to McDonald's and they out of hamburgers. What's up? That's like going to Popeye's and they don't have no chicken. That's like going to Ted's and they don't got no fajitas. What's up? How are you out of phones, man? This is AT&T phone store on back order. And I got good news for you today. I got good news for you. God doesn't just have a limited supply of joy. Joy is not on back order this Christmas season. It doesn't matter how mean you are, how grumpy you are. I don't care if you think you were born with the mean gene. You weren't. God did not create you to be mean. Listen, joy is available for you today. Joy, the joy of the Lord. It's very important that you don't confuse joy with happiness. A lot of people do that. They confuse joy with happiness, but but joy is not happiness. You see, happiness comes from happenings. We get happy based on what's happening in our life or what happens to us. And the interesting thing about happiness is happiness is different for all of us. What makes me happy may not make you happy. Here's some of the things that make me happy. Here's one of the things is, is I love on my off day. Friday's my off day. And I love on my off day to go to Starbucks by myself. And get a newspaper and a cup of coffee and drink the pa- drink, drink, the, drink drink the coffee and read the paper. It just relaxes me. It just warms my soul to do that. It, makes me, it may not make you happy. it makes me happy. I'll tell you what else may, 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 makes me happy is, is uh, I love on Thursdays. Now Thursdays may not mean anything to you, but Thursdays are special for me because on Thursdays, I email my sermon to the office at noon. Noon or 1 o'clock, my sermon's to the office, and I'm done. Another one bites the dust for God's people. And I'm like, boy, I get so excited. Yes, another sermon done. Yeah. I mean, I just—I Thursdays make me happy when my sermon is done. I'll tell you what else makes me happy. Uh, A a, a month or so ago was Bosses Day, and my staff surprised me, and they got me cards. They all got me cards, and, and they said some wonderful things about me. And and that, that blessed me, but I'll tell you what really blessed me is when I opened the card up and stuff fell out of it. <laughs> oh, it made me it made me happy. It made me happy. And they know me and they got me Starbucks gift cards i could have kissed all of them on the cheek hey i was just happy i mean I, every, I went to starbucks for the next month or two and every time i bought a drink for free because it didn't cost me anything i thought about my staff i thought i love my staff i, I was happy it made me happy you, you know what else i love makes me happy is is on thursdays not only does a sermon go to the office around noon or one o'clock and i send the community group questions in as well uh, that that evening thursday night's my date night. And I get to take my hot wife out on the date. And it makes me happy. I just get happy. We just go out and sometimes we go out to eat. Sometimes we might go to a movie and get some Skittles and some popcorn and just relax. And we just we just go out to eat. Sometimes we just go out for some dessert and just talk. I love Thursday night. I love my date night. It makes me happy. And I'll tell you what happened. This, this, this past fall, my, two of my kids, they were in flag football, Kel and Kate. And they played on two different teams. And so oftentimes we had four nights that were eaten up throughout the week because of football, and so on Thursday nights, on some of the nights, they would have either a football game or football practice on some Thursday nights i'm thinking what flag football is messing with my date night you know what i mean i I'm not, I'm not liking this 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 at all, and but but you know we're committed people, so we 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 continue to participate and play flag football and finish out the season. But I did think next year y'all might not play flag football if they mess with I'm, <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I love my kids, but I love their mama more. Hey man, you know, I'm, I'm just saying, you messing with my date night, and I get a little irritable when my date night gets messed with. I just do. Did, it didn't make me happy when date night gets messed up. Because listen, listen, happiness is based on what's happening in our life. What makes me happy may not make you happy. But can I tell you, joy is totally different. Joy is not based on what's happening. Joy, joy comes from God. You have to understand something about joy. Joy is totally different from happiness. Happiness is different for all of us, what makes us happy. But joy comes from the same source. We all get joy from the same place. Almighty God. And what I want to do for the next few moments as we look at joy, I want to give you a recipe for joy. A recipe for joy. And what I want to do is I'm going to give you an acronym for the word joy. So we're going to look at the letter J, the letter O, and the letter Y and look at this acronym. And we're going to learn a recipe for joy. Num- number one is this. Number one is as We look at the J. The J stands for Jesus first. Jesus first. First, if you want to experience joy, you have to put Jesus first because joy comes from God. It's a part of being in the kingdom of God. We could say it like this. One of the kingdom benefits being in the kingdom of God is joy. The Bible says it like this in Romans 14 and verse 17. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but, of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, because joy comes from god it 's a kingdom benefit and and here's something interesting the holy spirit the Holy, holy Spirit is God. And the Bible says this about the Holy Spirit in the book of Galatians. It says, you and I, when we give our hearts to Christ, the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of us. And he gives us fruit. He produces fruit in our life. And one of the fruits that the Holy Spirit produces, the Bible says, is joy. It it comes from God. God. God wants us to have joy. Joy doesn't come from friends. Joy doesn't come from a great career. Joy doesn't come from a car or a home. Joy doesn't come from having new clothes. Joy's doesn't, joy doesn't come from getting a husband. Some of our single ladies say, I don't know, pastor. I don't know. I don't know. Give me a good husband. I might be joyous, especially if he got some money. I might be happy. No, that's not joy. That's happiness. And happiness comes and goes. Listen, I'm married. I know what I'm talking about. I'm happily married. I'm happily married. But, 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 but marriage and, and everything else, cars, and house, that, that's happiness. Joy comes from God. The Bible says it like this in Acts chapter 2 and verse 28. You have made known to me the paths of life, talking about God. You will fill me with joy in your presence. Joy comes from being in the presence of Of God, you will fill me with joy in your presence. Can I tell you, one of the reasons I love to come to God's house, I love to come to church, is because there is joy in his presence. You you ever been like me, where you may come to church and you're a little down, maybe a little depressed, a little frustrated with life, and you come, and all of a sudden you start worshiping God, and everything starts to feel better, the burdens start to lift. You think, man, what's going on? Because there's joy in his presence presence and i've been there man when i come in i'm a little down a little depressed something's bothering me and i just get lost i just start worshiping jesus and and everything starts just to seem seem better and feel better because there's joy in his presence matter of fact i was talking with one of the men in our church this week and he told me pastor man when i come to church i just leave feeling better and can i tell you why because god fills us with joy in his presence you know one of the reasons I, i love having a time with god every day I call it a devotional time, and I get up in the mornings and I read the Bible and I pray and I worship oftentimes i I put on some Pandora worship music, and it goes from one song to n- to the next one artist, and I just worship and i and I pray, and I might be having a bad week, I might be having a tough time, I might be going through a difficult season, maybe something's going on with the family or we're at church, but but when I get in God's presence all of a sudden that morning, I just got a new outlook on life. there is joy that fills my heart because joy comes from God's presence. That's why I encourage you to have a quiet time, to spend time alone with God every day, praying, reading the Bible, worshiping, because there's joy in his presence. And have you ever, if some of you know what I'm talking about that have been living for God for a while and you pray and you worship and you're in God's house and, and you see God on a daily basis, can I tell you, God's presence changes everything. God's presence changes everything because there's joy that comes from his presence. And how many of you know that a bad day can end up a good day in God's presence? How many know a bad season can turn into a good season when you're walking and living in God's presence? It changes everything. Matter of fact, the psalmist says this in Psalms chapter 30 and verse number 11. He says, you have turned my mourning into joyful dancing. That's what some of us need in this place. You've been mourning and what you need, maybe even today, you've been mourning and you need God to turn your mourning into joyful dancing. He goes on to say, you have taken away my clothes of mourning and clothed me with joy. And some of you have been wearing mourning clothes. You've been going through a season of mourning. You've been going through a season of depression. You've been going through a season of heartbreak and crying. You've been going through a season of of pain. And can I tell you, God's presence changes everything. And God can take off your clothes of mourning and he can clothe you with joy today. Because joy comes from God. It comes from the person of the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Joy comes from God. There's a second thing that I want you to see as we're looking at this acronym. J stands for Jesus first. Now the O. The O stands for others second. Others second. Let me give you a recipe for a joyless life. I want you to listen to me now because I want to tell you, those watching online, I want to tell you how to have no joy in your life right now. Here's how. Live like the entire universe centers around you. Make life all about you. Only think about yourself. Only do, to do what makes you happy. Use other people just for your own benefit. Don't help anybody else. Don't give to anybody else. Don't bless anybody else. Just only think about yourself. And when you live like this, joy leaks from your life. When you make life all about you, joy just begins to leak out of your life. And that's why the Bible says things like this in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 3 through 4. It says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility, consider others better than yourselves. In other words, hello world, life is not all about you. Hello, the universe doesn't center around you and what you want. He says, consider others better than yourselves. Verse four, Paul drives home the message. He says, each of you should should look not only to your own interest, but also to the interest of others. In other words, you can't live a life full of the joy of the Lord and only think about yourself, only, only focus on yourself. God did not create you to just live life only for you. Your joy will leak when you live life that way. Even Jesus said this in Mark chapter 10 and verse 45. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many, Jesus, the son of God, Jesus, who himself, he is God. many I mean, well, that's pretty important. <laughs> I mean, well, that's royalty. And Jesus said, though I'm royalty, I'm the son of God. I am God. Jesus said, listen, I didn't come to be served. I, it's not all about me. I came to serve. I came to help people. I came to bless people. I have People went on my mind. The reason I came is because I've got people on my mind. Jesus understood that there is joy in helping others. matter of fact, Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2 says, who for the joy, talking about Jesus, who for the joy he set before, he he, he set, he endured the cross that was set before him. He endured it with joy. Pastor, how did he do that? That's crazy. You mean he took the crown of thorns on his head with joy? He got hung on the cross with joy. He took a spear in his side with joy. I mean, why would Jesus do? I'll tell you how he did it with joy because he had you and I on his mind. Because he didn't come to be served. He came to serve others. And he had joy that he went through the pain because he knew we would be redeemed. We would be ransomed. We would have eternal life. Our sins would be forgiven. And Jesus had joy because he lived a life consumed with helping and blessing and ministering to other people joy and friends i i want to encourage you as i always do that's why i always encourage you to serve in ministry serve find a place to serve in the local church find a place to serve in the community find a way to give back i man, that, that produces joy in your life matter of fact I, I want to challenge all of us during this christmas season here's my challenge a practical practical application for this point this christmas season would you do this would you find somebody Somebody, not, not, not your kids or your grandkids, somebody outside your family. Find somebody to help. Find somebody to bless. Find somebody to buy a Christmas gift for. Find somebody less fortunate and provide a meal for them. Find somebody that you can minister to. Find somebody. Because here's what you'll find out. Here's what you'll find out. You want to experience joy? Jesus first. Others second. There's a third thing that I want to share with you today. We're looking at a recipe for joy this acronym j-o-y the y stands for yourself third yourself third jesus first others second yourself third and a lot of people do the exact opposite of what i'm teaching and what the bible teaches a lot of people put themselves first others second and god last And they wonder, why don't I have joy? I mean, I'm living for me. I'm doing what I want. It's all about me. Why don't I have joy? Can I I tell you? If you get those letters backwards, they don't spell joy. They spell Yo-J. And Yo-J is a cool rap song, but Yo-J won't get you joy. And a lot of people are living Yo-J. And they wonder why they don't have joy. Because you'll never find joy by yourself, then others, and then Jesus. It always has to be Jesus first, others second, and yourself third. Here's what I want to do. I I, want to share with you a thought about you. We're talking about yourself, this last point, yourself. I want to share a thought with you about you and about how you can have joy in your life. And, And when it comes to experiencing joy, not not happiness that comes and goes. When it comes to experiencing joy in your life, this is key, this is key, this is key. You do the right thing. You do the right thing. Come on, I want everybody to say this with me. Everybody say, do the right thing. Say it again, do the right thing. Here's why, here's why, here's why, here's why. Here's why. Because when you and I, do the right thing, it produces joy in our life. The scripture says it like this in John chapter 15 and verse number 10 through 11. If you obey my commands, Jesus said, you will remain in my love just as I have obeyed my father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be Complete. Jesus says, listen, 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 listen. Hey, disciples, 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 listen. You want joy? You want joy? Here's here's how you get joy. Obey my commands. Then my joy will be in you, and your joy will be made complete. Obey my commands. Are you here today and you say, Pastor, I'm lacking joy? Pastor, I'm living life, but I don't have joy. I mean, I get happy sometimes. It comes and goes, but. I don't have this constant joy that you're teaching about from the Bible. Perhaps you're not doing the right thing and joy is leaking from your life. The psalmist said it like this in Psalms 19 and verse number 8. He says the precepts of the Lord or the commands or, or the laws of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The the laws of the Lord, the precepts of the Lord, they're right, and they give joy to the heart. The psalmist said in Psalms 45 and verse number 7, you love righteousness and hate wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. Such a cool verse. The Bible says, listen, 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 listen. As a child of God, if you love righteousness and you hate wickedness, the Bible says, first of all, God will give you favor. Did you check that up? He said, he'll give you favor. He'll set you above your companions. He will give you favor that can only come from the hand of God. He'll give you favor, and he says, by anointing you with the oil of joy. He says, man, when you do the right thing, when you love righteousness and hate wickedness, God will anoint you with the oil of joy. But the opposite is also true. When you do the wrong thing, and you live for you, and you disobey God's word, and you go, I'm going to do what I want. I know God said, I'm going to do what I want to do. Joy leaks from your life. I think King David is a great example of this. David, the Bible says God called him a man after God's own heart. He loved God. He was a worshiper. The Bible says once David, he danced with joy before the Lord. He didn't care what people thought. He, he danced before the Lord. He, he had joy. There was a pep in his step. This guy had the joy of the Lord. And the Bible says this, that David wrote in Psalm 51 and verse 10. He said, create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. You see, David had just committed adultery with Bathsheba. And on top of that, he had her husband killed. And on top of that, David hid his sin. He did the wrong thing and he was hiding it. And friends, can I tell you, joy began to leak from David's life. Because when you do the wrong thing and you live contrary to what God's word says, joy will leak from your life. And you say, Pastor, how do you know that joy leaked from David's life? Verse number 11, David said, do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Verse 12, he said, restore to me. The joy of your salvation. God, I don't have the joy I used to have. Joy has leaped from my life. I've been doing the wrong thing. I don't have the same pep in my step. I don't have that closeness that I've always had with you. I've been doing the wrong thing. And God, I need you to restore to me the joy of my salvation. And perhaps you find yourself like David today. And joy has been leaking from your life. And you say, Pastor, I've been doing the wrong thing. And for you, you need to get back on track and maybe it's forgiving somebody. Maybe it's stopping the gossip or the lying or the cheating or having sex outside of marriage or doing the drugs or you're addicted to alcohol. And you say, Pastor, you know what? I know that I'm doing the wrong thing and joy is leaking from my life. And I've got good news for you. Here's the good news. God doesn't have joy on back order. God's not out of joy today. He's not limited with joy. Joy is available for you today. And your prayer can be like David's prayer. God, today, I find myself empty. I've been doing the wrong thing. But today, God, I come to you. Restore to me the joy of my salvation. Friends, can I tell you, God doesn't want you just to live with happiness. It comes and goes based on the happenings of life. As a child of God, as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus, God wants you to live with joy that only comes from God, that's constant in your life. Joy comes from God.